Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome to this very special edition, special start time edition of Cheap Pete, Peter Rosenberg, and you hear the music, you know what time it is, Uptown Malcolm's in the building, a lot of conversation about Uptown Malcolm I've been having in the streets these days, um, I want to address it right away, a lot of people speculating that you are in the midst of a heel turn, what are your thoughts? You know... I, I I fancy myself like Roman Reigns, man. I'm not a I'm not a good guy. I'm not a bad guy. I'm just the Uptown Malcolm. Well, listen, that is a very that I, that's actually the, t- the tact I expect you to take. But I mean, there are people writing me every. I got I got a I got one tweet that made me laugh out loud last week. That from someone who said I forget what it was. I guess it was about your Roman opinions. Did, well, let me let me start here. Did you get a lot of feedback about your Roman opinions? No. You didn't. I did not. Because I, I had someone write me and say, you know, I, I think enough is enough. I don't even think I can listen to Uptown Malcolm anymore. He's <laughs> lost his mind. And now the concern we have to have is uh, Uptown Malcolm, what if this character starts getting turned off the TV heat? You know what I'm saying? Then what do we do? What do we do with Uptown Malcolm? Then then we have to turn him heel because that's, 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 that's the solution, right? People, people Well, will... it's, either, it's either that or, you know, send him off to future endeavors. You know, TNA. <laughs> Which might not be around anymore. Uh, or GFW. About... But you can uh but you could you could come back with the Luchador mask. <laughs> okay. Um uh so uh we will uh we'll get more into Roman Reigns and John Cena, which continued. Um I am actually as we're recording this watching the main event from SmackDown. Um that is the last part of the main uh, show product that I have not seen yet from this week, but SGG, uh, why don't you tell us what's been going on outside the ring? Well, outside of the ring, um, there's actually a, a decent amount to talk about this week. Um, first up, I know you mentioned me possibly getting future endeavored, but um, you yeah. signed you signed a new contract, so you're not going anywhere. So no matter what happens to me, the Cheap Heat Podcast is here to stay. Congratulations. We can start with oh, that. Oh, thank you, <laughs> thank you. That is, I'm staying at ESPN. For at least I think uh, two years, so uh, yeah, I guess I guess Cheap Heat is in good shape. Your your wrestling podcast needs, at least as of right now, for the next two years, seem to be in place. I will be getting paid basically nothing to do this wonderful show <laughs> each week with the good folks who uh, do WWE over at ESPN. Shout out to Andrew and Tim and Sean and uh, the people I'm obviously going to forget. Um, but I, but shout out to everyone over there and yeah I'm a th- thank you SGG I yeah, appreciate so this that. is right this should be right at the top of the list for the Pekka heads and and the humanoids um, that this podcast is here to stay at least for another two years like you said so congratulations again um, and, thank you thank you and then on on other news though now we have some some departures to talk about um, no yeah JBL is a. Uh, is apparently officially done with the WWE. Actually, not apparently. Corey Graves, you're watching SmackDown right now. You can see Corey Graves is there. Um, That's right. In his spot uh, right now. So JBL is 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 done with the WWE. He's supposedly this was in the works for a long time, and um, it just so happened to to play out. the The moral situation just so happened to play out while he was already planning on walking away from the company. So it kind of looks like he got future endeavored because of the moral situation, but it seems that he actually just wants to focus more on um, the charitable work that he's been doing in Bermuda. So, 
Yeah, that that that's really his whole thing. Like that's his whole life seems to be based around Bermuda and rugby and getting kids to play rugby. Like that is what this guy is about. And uh, so no, I'm I'm not shocked by it. Um, you know, and I think it's a. I don't know. I have mixed feelings about it. I'm happy for Corey. Interested to see what they do, how they utilize him on SmackDown, which we can talk about um, in a little bit. Um, but, you know, you, you got to talk to JBL a little bit after SummerSlam, didn't you? I, I did. And interestingly enough, he did he did mention his charity. So, I mean, it's not, it's not um, a work, so to speak. Like, it's not anybody just trying to, to cover up for anything that happens. He really does care about this charity, and he's really dialed into what he's doing, and, and even um, reading reports that he wanted to focus on on that more felt believable. Do you want to do you want to disappoint everyone and and tell them how likable he was when you chatted with him? Um, I mean, I don't want to disappoint them. I don't want to because we can't give them too much access into that world because then now we'll be shills and all of that. But he was he was very warm, um, very approachable. Believe it or not. And, and like you said, very likable. I, and uh, he made me even more of a fan of his. Uh, the my only thing I'm bummed out about is, is uh, I, I, you know, when you're in the arena, have you been in the arena when they announce him on commentary? Yes. He gets so much heat, especially post-Morrow, that, like, I really wanted him to, like, get involved with something at some point. Like, he was that much of a heat magnet. That I, I thought about, like, oh man, if he managed somebody or was involved in a storyline, there, there's, so, there's still some more fun to be had with JBL, um, the character. But I'll tell you this: for my time being around him, I imagine he will always be a part of the company. He seems to be, in my opinion, super tied in there. Um, you know, people, people love the guy, and you know, just in my personal experience, listen, when I first showed up, the first day I did bring it to the table, he, he right out of the gate was busting my chops. Um, and sort of giving me a hard time and teasing and, you know, that is the character that JBL sort of is. He is also the guy who will tell you honest things like, hey, you don't want to do that. Hey, you should do that. I, I literally learn from him every time I shot with him. Like he loves he's such a huge fan of the business. He would just sit around and tell stories, oftentimes repeating those stories. Um, but I. <laughs> But I, I loved getting to hear them. And, like, he, he was someone who was always down to, like, just regale you with stories about um, Eddie Guerrero um, or The Undertaker, um, uh, you know, or, of course, Ron Simmons. Like, he, that's just – that really is the guy that he was. Like, it's kind of one of the cool experiences of getting to work there was getting to just sit around and hear his story. So I appreciated getting to work with him. I appreciated uh, – you know the the stuff we did on bringing it to the table was a lot of fun. So, uh, good luck, best of best of best of luck on your future endeavors to John Bradshaw Layfield and uh, someone else who needs um, good luck and well wishes and support right now is Jeff Jarrett, who's apparently um, he's on his way out at GFW. He's uh, been taking an indefinite leave of absence. Um, not a lot of about why he that leave of absence was necessary has been released just yet. But um, Sports Illustrated released an article talking about um, Anthem Sports has basically been hemorrhaging money 
through GFW and, and losing a lot of funding and um, that this has just been a bad investment and they're looking to sell. Well, uh, you know, listen, I, I feel bad for their problems, but as we're discussing GFW, I actually hear us lose, losing listeners. So we don't want to – it's bad enough they're having bad business, but do we want to harm our own business? I think we've said enough. But I will say this, though. If if GFW is going down the tubes, we we need Vince to at least snatch the tape library and the trademarks. Well, at some point when the price is low enough – you can be sure Vince is going to get the TNA library because now with AJ Styles and Kevin Owens becoming the stars they've become, uh, Xavier Woods, um, Samoa Joe, Bobby Roode. Sorry, I said Kevin Owens. I meant Samoa Joe. Yes, Samoa Joe, Bobby Roode. With these guys becoming um, such an integral part of the WWE, you you can guarantee. And by the way, uh, when it's all said and done, you know how cheap the price is going to be? for that library I and mean, i hate to say it but i'm sorry it's it, it the only person who would ever be able to pay for it would be vince it's the only person <laughs> who'd see value in it where else would the value be tna like starting their own network you know it just doesn't make sense so yeah they can't eventually it'll happen they can't um you know and, and by the way you know when i when i i feel a little bit of remorse when i take shots at tna there are things that i liked about tna of course i did a podcast there i did work with them um, on many occasions, um, and and there were good things that happened there, and I love when there's competition. However, if but they're not competition though. What's competition? Competition. <laughs> they're not. Oh, competition. sorry. I'm sorry. Or competition. Hashtag competition. I had a master P moment. And by the way, if you want to get that competition shirt, <laughs> it is on the something to wrestle worth page at Pro Wrestling Tees. It's available right now. Uh, Bruce and Conrad are going to put that up. Um, but uh. Uh, yeah, I love that any competition exists, but to your point, Greg, what always annoyed me about TNA was that it felt like wasted competition. Like it, it just felt like you got those. At some points, the roster there was like practically as good as the WWE roster, and yet the show itself was to me always a letdown. And you know, even at its best points, I was disappointed by it. So when I talk trash, you can think it's shilling for WWE. It's not. I mean, there's no competition, not even in the same ballpark at all. Uh, it was just always being annoyed because I wanted I, – man, I got so excited when I thought they were going to renew the Monday Night Wars, and they ran up against that one Bret Hart episode of Raw. Yeah. And The return, just, right? Just, the January – was it January 4th? Yeah. Um, and they ran, they ran up against, against uh, WWE on Monday, and it just – they had Hogan. I was excited. Hogan was still relatively young at the time. I mean, the guy came back and had matches still. I mean, think about what a waste that is. Yeah, I don't think the they're, la- they're going to be rushing to the throw la- any Hogan matches up on the network, though. Probably not. No, no. Those matches, uh, you, you don't think they'll be celebrating that uh, history? <laughs> um, and the thing about what a waste that is, I mean, even when you talk about the things that are a waste, like I always pop for like old guys' last runs especially Hogan, and his last run was on TNA. It's like, it's a bummer. Yeah. Because um, imagine if him and Flair had done that same bit on WWE, it actually could have been kind of mage. If we're, if we're totally honest about it, as, as repug as it was, if they had had their crazy bloody feud that they had 
on WWE TV, it, it, it at least would have felt like it had meaning and they could have made it look bigger. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't think WWE would have ever done that, though, because, like, they had too many too many young stars. And that was the other problem with um, with TNA for a time. It felt like their young stars constantly get got bumped down by the by whatever next old- ex-WWE star that was around. Yeah, no matter who it was. Um, yeah, anyways, so uh, continue on. Sorry, SGG. So in good news, um, Donovan Dijak uh, signed he, to, with the WWE. Uh, officially, he showed up at the Performance Center. And um, we talk about, you know, how many ex-TNA wrestlers are in WWE. Ring of Honor has a lot of their ex-wrestlers running up in WWE as well. And um, being that... Those guys are are younger and and really hungry. I'm I'm excited to see all of them. You know, you got Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, um, Kevin Owens, um, Michael Bennett, now Donovan Dijak, Leo Rush. Uh, a lot of a lot of these ROH guys showing up. On um, Bobby Fish. Yeah, I read the news this week. I have um, really nothing to offer on Donovan Dijak. He. Um, how good is he? He he's he's amazing. He was I saw him at final battle in December. Um he was in a six man tag team match and he like he's tall and he's strong, he's really agile. Like you don't expect uh a guy with his his size to be a six foot seven guy to, to move like that? Yeah, you really don't and, and it's it's impressive and I, I feel like he hasn't even been in the industry that long. So even to see his growth throughout the, the short time that he's been um, a pro wrestler is, is kind of amazing. And I'm going to say it right now, um, future world champion within uh, wow that, within five years. What an aggressive, aggressive call that is. Yep. World champion. World champion in five years. You know, this is going to be either something that endears you to people or says, see – Greg has completely <laughs> lost his mind. You know, it's going to be a little bit of both. There's always a little bit of both. So hold on, did you hear from more people about Roman or about your McGregor Mayweather talk? I heard it was more about or, the M- McGregor Mayweather, but it wasn't. What, the, were, what, were, what was people's ang- angle on it? People's angle was just like you got worked, which. Is not is not a conversation starter, honestly. Um, it's a conversation ender. Like as soon as I saw that, like it was it was there was no point in 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 engaging. And um, honestly, I stand I stand by my position that like neither one of them are that likable. Um, honestly, it was between choosing between the the unlikable black guy and the unlikable white guy, and then I just went with with my team. And, it- and in class, see, and that's what's so sad about where we live. That's what Donald Trump has you doing in 2017. See, it's true. Look at you. It's You're true out here. The, the world the, has changed. The honest choice would have been like to pick a side. none of us supporting sad, any of right? them, and then that's what they want you to do. The fight fails, but this was like the biggest selling fight because that's like that's just America. Like the race baiting is mad easy to do, and everybody falls into it, even if you don't want to. Like race baiting never works with me. It would never make me. It would never work to get me to root for a white guy. Certainly, 
I mean, Larry David's not that uh, not that likable either, but we love who? We love, <laughs> Larry David. Who is it? Larry David. A, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm, I'm, I've seen I'm, every episode of Curb. He's he's rude. He's out of line. And, and again, so uh, for anyone who's wondering, Greg also gets worked by Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, this no, is, I, I love that show. I can't wait for that to come back. I missed. But it. do you think it's? But do you think it's a docu series? Because if so, then you're getting worked. Oh man, it would be so much better as a docu series. Uh, I want I want to live in a kayfabe only Curb world where yeah, it, it absolutely is. I a think. Docu- I think by the way, I think the new Uptown Malcolm shirt, uh, it will, next time we do a shirt for you, it should be Greg Got Worked. <laughs> that's where that's where things are going right now. I want to start with um, the first thing that just popped into my mind because I said I was watching the Shinsuke Nakamura-Randy Orton match. Like, can we take a moment to appreciate that Shinsuke Nakamura has pinned John Cena and Randy Orton clean in the last month? Yeah, and I I don't think anyone else can make that claim. You don't think anyone's ever done that? Well, we can look back at John Cena. He doesn't have that many clean wins, and like you mean losses? Yeah, yeah, clean losses. Excuse me. Um, so like we already we already touched on that, but not only that, like an up and coming star pinning those two. This quickly, it's crazy to get like this quickly. It's not. Dare I say it hasn't I, been done? I, here's here's a, here's the question of the week. I need some uh, I need some production here. Rosenberg's question of the week. Um, we'll when, work on that. When and when will people or will people ever turn? On Shinsuke Nakamura. Will people ever? That let's is... take a moment. Because let's be clear. Shinsuke is getting the Roman Reigns John Cena booking. Yeah, but here's the, here's the thing about that. He technically is. But here's why. Here's where um, the ICW won't necessarily agree with that. Is because okay. he came from New Japan. He came from the Indies, so um, he deserves it, quote unquote. Roman and John Cena, like th- that type of booking, is not. It's frowned upon when it's given to a homegrown guy, and when it's given to an independent guy, it can't happen fast enough. Um, I well, I wonder though if that ever changes. That's my thing. At some point, does that still change? I hear what you're saying in terms of how it starts. But although John Cena was an indie guy also. Was he? Uh, not, in the sa- UP- not, not on the same level. UPW? Yeah, I mean, he, he he spent a couple of years, like two years out west. It's not like he never worked an indie show. I mean, listen, obviously he's not Shinsuke Nakamura. He didn't have a whole career. but Right, like a lot of these guys were like world-class Indie guys like Daniel Bryan was calling himself the best in the world on the indies, like traveling to all these different countries, making his a name for himself everywhere. John Cena was pretty much like in California, which I know it does not get the same same love as doing the true indie circuit. But and he wasn't even at the top of the card in the in California. He was just like a guy. But still, you think they would never turn on him? And be like, all right, enough. We don't want this. Oh, I think it could happen. I don't. 
I don't see the circumstances under. Well, actually, I'm lying. Like, if he he needs to be more aggressive, like he he needs to be the king of strong style, and I think people are are, are patiently waiting for him to turn that corner, and he's he's um, he's getting more leeway than the average person would. But if he doesn't, or if they're not able to tap into that intensity and and really unleash him to his fullest potential, then people are not going to, not going to stick around for it. Because I think what happened was with his match with Sami Zayn in Dallas was such a strong start and people were expecting that, but you can't really do that um, week after week after week. So, but, but people want to see more of that. I want to work backwards a little bit from uh, SmackDown because I think there was a lot of interesting stuff on SmackDown. Do we have news on what's happening with Dolph Ziggler officially? I don't think he knows. It's it like he showed up two weeks ago and they sat and they told him next week and then the next week came and then they told him nothing and then they said they kicked it off to this week and then this week came and then they they had him um, basically do the Damien Sandow, Charlie Haas thing of, of impersonating people. And I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't like where this is going. I was like, I, I was watching it thinking like, all right, is this the time when he proves himself? You know, when he like does something here to really get people interested again. And that is not what happened. No. Um, and not only that, like he didn't even really attempt to do like the mocking seriously at all? It was just like terrible. Yeah, he, I but mean that's always part. That's always part of the fun of when people do a bit like that. Is like they do something they can do kind of well. Usually, it was just not good. His, it wasn't really entertaining at all. His it wasn't entertaining at all. His Naomi was decent, but um, well, because he slid on the ramp. <laughs> that was about it. Um, yeah, I mean that would, like it just I don't know. Uh, it's listen though, he's an incredible incredible talent. I will say this too about Dolph Ziggler. I was listening to the Masked Man show and they made an, an excellent point too, which is um, he he's complaining about like gimmicky wrestlers and wrestlers who just dance around and um, he tries to position himself as the serious wrestler, but he was never the serious wrestler. Like, Granted, he is getting overlooked, but he was never the serious wrestler. He was also a guy who like danced around and was like he oversells and is sort of goofy. But I will say from a talent standpoint, his from a pure talent standpoint, I think his career is one of the most disappointing I can remember from where it started. Yeah. I, I think Dolph Ziggler's is talented. I mean, in terms of like what he brings to the table in ring skills look they came up with a kind of cool name for him um at just pure athleticism not terrible on the mic just has never quite had it you know but like he's not shelton you know what i'm saying he's not someone who literally doesn't want to get on the microphone um he, he could have been i mean when you think about when he won the world championship the night after wrestlemania uh in new jersey to where he is now as I'm watching the network and his commercial just came on, it's 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 a bummer, man. Yeah. Like, I, I really hope I hope this isn't the end of the line. 
he there's a lot he has a lot there i I hope it's not the end that that was just bad luck right like he he wins the world championship and the crowd is fully invested in him and then he goes down with the concussion and it's like they never they never let him get that close again which is is sad honestly yeah it never it never quite came all the way back um and so anyways We'll see what that is. I don't exactly know. But there's a there's a lot more, SGG. Were you about to say something? Sorry. No, I was gonna say, for as talented as he is, too, like it's a it's a brave new world in the WWE, you know, like you got people like AJ Styles, Seth Rollins, um, KO, a lot of great talent and um it's it's easier for them to look overlook Dolph Ziggler when you got people like that walking around the locker room. Um I, I, and and now he's so at the back of the line behind guys like that. I mean, it's not even close. Um, so also uh, takeaways from SmackDown this week. What the hell? Uh, what were your thoughts on uh, Carmella half making out with James Ellsworth? Oh man, I mean, I I don't know. I don't know who's more confused, uh, WWE Universe or or James Ellsworth or Big Cass. But I I didn't get it. Maybe she realized she needed him after all. I don't know. But hold on. Did you see, after she kisses him, did you see how brutal the slap was? No. Oh, you didn't see the segment? I saw her, I saw the slap and I saw the kiss, but but I didn't see, like, it just looked like you. Your- nah, when, after she kisses him and then slaps him, it was like she was mad about having to kiss him and slap <laughs> the... She slapped the hell out of him. It was brutal. Um, but I am glad. I, I was worried when they when they had their little like fallout in the ring. I thought it was so random that I'm glad there's more to it than whatever happened in the ring. I was like, for how long they've now had them together? That would have been a weak way to say goodbye to that. Yeah, because so, uh, she I'm, does need him. Like he's definitely the heater. Yeah, I mean, she could end up easily getting liked if she didn't have Ellsworth around. Let's, <laughs> yep. let's be honest. Yeah. Um, also, what a what a quick turn that was for um, Natalia. Oh, you think she's fully babyface now? Pretty much. I, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say pretty much. I think I think it's so hard. It's such a lovable story. Her even having the title right now, you know, like it seems like a waste to almost have her as a heel. Um. First time getting the title in seven years. Got to tell you also, I, I love that she has the title. Like, uh, you know, it's – I didn't think I, – I didn't necessarily think that, oh, I would love that or, like, I needed it. But now that it's there, I think it's pretty awesome that Natty's walking around with the title again. Yeah. I, who knows who, who knows if she ever gets the chance again. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that – hopefully she has a lengthy run with it and it gets to do something meaningful. But who knows, though? The Money in the Bank briefcase is hanging over her head just like anybody else who gets their hand on that championship. All right. Well, listen, we, we can't spend too much time on things like Baron Corbin and Aiden English, who I do not understand why his gimmick is like the same gimmick as Elias. Can someone help me? I, I said this, and um, Twitter was not feeling it, but but his gimmick, it, yes, he had it first. But his gimmick is definitely the worst version of of Elias. It's like a downgraded version. I like 
Aiden English comes out and sings the same song and gets cut off at the same point. At least Elias has new bars for every town he's in. Um, you know, the Aiden thing is, I don't get it at all. So let's jump right to what matters. What did you think about Shane McMahon and KO? I, I have mixed feelings about this. Oh, please, SGG. Go ahead. I, I think Shane McMahon over the years, and you can go back to like his original run with uh, Kurt Angle throwing him through the glass and, and, jumping off the ceiling uh, onto Steve Blackman and things like that. Like he's been, he's shown that he's willing to do whatever it takes to put on an entertaining match and that he can have a good match with quality talent. So if in fact it leads to a Shane McMahon, Kevin Owens match, I'm, I'm all in, especially with, uh, with the, what Kevin Owens had to say in that promo on SmackDown. But what I what I don't get, especially as a as a an, an attorney and a member of the legal prof- profession, is why after being assaulted is Kevin Owens choosing to press charges, being presented as a cowardly thing. This is his right. Doesn't make him a coward. Well, he he did. Here's the thing. This is why I wanted to talk about this subject, because I love that this whole thing was predicated on one of the classic things that cracks me up in society, which is don't talk about my kids. I could spend I could spend two weeks on don't talk about my kids. And I love that they used it because it's such a real life thing to the point that the babyface commentators you know, basically thought Shane McMahon was justified for anything simply because he said, don't talk about my kids, right? (laughs) Now, when people say don't talk about my kids or don't talk about my family, here's the thing I've always found funny about that. It's it's taken so literally. It's always so literal. It's like, don't take up and talk about my kids. And then if the person goes, your kids, those are fighting words, right? (laughs) like he he didn't say anything about the children right it was only about that you should be dead which is significantly more offensive than simply using the word k i d s but if you ever say the word kids to someone they then ha- are obligated right i'm telling you this is what it's about sgg it is not a, it is not about people being offended i promise you it's not about being offended by the words kids it's about it being this is a test of my manhood. And when you say the words kids, you acknowledge that I have kids. I then have to say, don't you bring my family into this. And if they go, man, bleep your family. Now it's time to fight. <laughs> but let's be but let's be clear. He didn't even say bleep your family. Right. All he said was all he said was everyone would have been better off if you died, including your kids. But what I loved about it was was the second that he said, don't mention my kids, just waiting for him to say his kids. <laughs> <laughs> no. I really I, – I enjoyed that. Um, I overall enjoyed the whole thing, SGG. I, I think this is a good way to use 
Shane McMahon. Um, and I love that we're not just using him in an obligatory story two months before WrestleMania, right? Like people care about his character. So use him with someone else who's important. Kevin Owens is an important guy who needs an important story. Any story Shane McMahon is, is, is in is important. So why just throw him away for one match at WrestleMania? Let's actually utilize him in a way over a couple months that makes sense. What are your thoughts? I agree. And I, and I think it has to be over a couple of months. Like we can't, you can't see him punk this where the man walks out and he's back by the next pay-per-view. Granted, Shane got suspended indefinitely, but again, like it can't, it has to be a thing that they stretch out. I think that's gonna, like it'll give him more of a chip on his shoulder when he comes back and like, you took this away from me for an extended period of time. Like, you you claim to be thinking so much about my family, but that's what you did to my family. You you put the fault you put me out of a job. Like, how am I supposed to feed my kids if they? You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of ways they can go with it, but they can't rush it. We still have to talk about Shane's punches, though. They really do drive me insane. Yeah, well, that's a whole. I think everyone feels everyone feels that way, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I thought it was great overall. I really enjoyed it. Um, uh, so we'll, we'll 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 I'm excited to see how this plays out and at what point they have a match. Like, is it the next pay per view? Is it like two pay per views from now? When when does it happen? Am I allowed to talk about in spite of her being my friend and me having nothing but respect and admiration for her boyfriend? Um, are we allowed to talk about just how attractive Thea Trinidad is on? NXT? Um, yes. You've done this enough that I, I think you can be tasteful with uh, your, your comments. You agree it has to be it has to be noted at some point, right? It does. And and I love I love the role that she's in, actually. With her and uh, Andrade. Yeah. They make yeah. they make a great pair. Yeah, it's a cool it's a cool use of a another character you know it's uh we haven't seen it in a little while on television so i think it's pretty cool as i watch her head to the commentary desk um, <laughs> are you watching nxt now now i'm watching nst as she takes her seat next to percy watson um but yeah she it should be noted she thrusts herself right into the arguably most attractive woman in the company conversation would you agree yeah, absolutely. And she's from New York, so I have to I have to um represent. That's exactly yeah, right. She's Puerto to. Rican from New York. No doubt. She's she is straight up New York. Yeah. Um all right, SGG, let's keep moving through Monday Night Raw, uh, because a lot happened. Was that the end of the big show? That's what the the talk is. There's chatter that this might have been the big show's last match. And if it is, it's like, man, what a way to go. Well, did you see the thing people put up about how when he first showed up in WWE, he went through a cage, and then if this was the end, his last match would be going through a cage? <laughs> I didn't even, I did not even, uh, I didn't even well, think about that. That's that was you're, brilliant. You're you're the stack guy, of course. Which match are we referring to when his career started? Oh, St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Um, Vince McMahon versus Stone Cold Steve Austin in the black, that, the black cage, not the blue bar cage, but it was black bars. Well, of course, you love that. That's the cage you prefer. Of course. Um, great memory. SGG delivering a stat right on time. I think that won you back some favor with some people. I really do. I think some of the people who were starting to turn off the TV said, hold on. SGG actually came through with a stat. But, um, 
yeah, if it was a way to go out, that is a pretty cool way to do it. And it was a pretty cool match. The elbow, you know. I listen, never thought I would main, see that from Big Show. It was a main event on Raw that involved a, a, a marquee player on TV right now. He hit the elbow off the top rope. He went through the cage. I mean, let's be honest. Let's just be totally honest. Is there is there going to be a bigger moment from him at this point? Like, he's not having a marquee pay-per-view match at this point. Nope. So, like, if you're going to go out, while he could have, like, a battle royal at Mania or, you know, some sort of match, you know, against a big cast or something at WrestleMania, that could happen. But honestly, I mean, if this is where it ends, that's a that's a that's a cool moment, and I, I wouldn't be mad at it. And if it if it somehow is the end, what an unbelievable run the guy has had. I mean, the things that guy did in his heyday, athletically unbelievable. And then just the 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 role the the guy that he's been the obviously he's too excuse me he's too big a star to refer to as a utility man but even in being a, a star a true star he also is a utility man you know you use him for whatever you need you know if you need him to be a heel for a while he can do that you need him to be a babyface he can do that you need him to have a real match with some work in it he can do that you need to squash he can do that he you need some comedy he can do that you need something really dead serious or weird like he had with big boss man he can do that i mean there there's he can do a, he's done so many different things and he's had some epic moments. I mean, maybe the most recent epic moments. How good were the late matches with him and Mark Henry when they when the when the when the ring collapsed in New York? Yeah, that like all of that was pretty cool, man. And even like that, like that is the ring collapsing is sort of his calling card because you know he did it with Brock Lesnar and then Mark Henry and then again with Braun Strowman. So it's just like not only going through the cages, but like the ring collapsing and like the the feats of strength that involved. John Cena picking a big show up for for an FU or attitude adjustment or whatever you want to call it. Like, well, and 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 when are you going to get someone that the ring collapse? You know, you got to give kudos. I'm I'm guessing that's a Vince thing, but though I don't know at all. But when who else is going to be able to do that? Who else is going to be so big and so athletic that you could do that? So it would make sense. Yeah, there's nobody like that. That's a special sort of athlete. Um, to be able to do that, so um, we'll see. Um, let's keep let's keep moving through um, Raw. I really enjoyed the uh, backstage promo, guy. Yeah, you know what? And it's supposed to be the new 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 era. We're not supposed to just yeah. We, you are, we, there's a lot of segments popping up right now. There's a lot of uh, you know. But what? you know what yeah. though? In 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 keeping in with the spirit of the new new era, you did say that you really enjoyed this segment. So I'll allow it. Thank you. Um, no, I, I just thought the Hardys, I was just impressed by the Jeff Hardy, Matt Hardy backstage. Like Jeff, I thought, actually cut a pretty good promo, which in WWE is not historically a Jeff Hardy thing. No. And and I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but let, you know what? Let's not worry about Hardy and Miz right now. Um, you know, we, 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 we touched on Braun Stoneman at Big Show, and Braun was great, but obviously that match was all about Big Show, and we know what the point of it was, getting us closer to Brock. So how do we how do you review, um, first of all, how do you review Cena versus Jason Jordan? Actually, I'm going to tell you what I think really quickly because I already have know exactly what I'm going to say about this. You know, 
they were very contrived when they're like, hey, let's go back to this anniversary of when John Cena wrestled Kurt Angle, right? Right. They were ve- they were very blatant in showing you what they wanted this match to accomplish. However, let's be clear. They were very blatant back in 2002 about what that John Cena-Kurt Angle match was supposed to accomplish. <laughs> right. And, and it still worked. It, it's and, so true. And I, I thought that this match was effective for Jason Jordan particularly those back-to-back Northern Light suplexes that he, like, steps through or flips through. Yeah, that was was crazy. And just to see him baby John Cena like that was – it was in, it was incredible. It was a good look for him because um, regardless of the, the wins and the losses at this point, he's, he's put on a great match, like, back-to-back. I still think ultimately it's he's going to go heel. He's, he's got you got to Rocky my VM him. I mean that's ultimately where I think it's going to go. But I, I I I'm I'm still a fan. I know there's a lot of question marks to say the least on the microphone, but I'm I'm in I'm in for the athleticism and for what he's capable of in the ring. So uh, John Cena and Roman Reigns part two. What did you think? So last week, I gotta say Cena got him. Um. This week, well, now you want to admit it. Well, yeah, I said it. I didn't, I didn't say it was a landslide, which is what people want to hear. Like, oh, Cena murdered him. It was Ethan. No, Cena. Cena got it. It was a win for Cena, but it wasn't like uh, a soul crushing defeat the way it was being presented um, afterwards. Um, but this week, I gotta say, I thought Roman Reigns got Cena. Um, I, I agree. I, I think that, um, you know, I don't think it was – I think it was a good pace setter. Like, you can't – you cannot have uh, – it was toned down a little bit from last week, even though he still did call him bitch once. Um, it was yeah. toned down – it was toned down a bit from last week. But they intentionally have Roman get the last word, obviously, which which I thought was cool. Um, I love the heat Roman's getting. I love the pop John's getting. Um, I, I didn't think he annihilated Cena. No, I don't I think so either. Ab- I thought he absolutely held his own. Um, but uh, I, I agree with you. I, I mean, you're going to take heat. You're going to take heat for it all the time. But um, you know, I thought it, I thought Roman did a nice job, and uh, I thought he had a couple of lines that I found semi entertaining. And which, uh, like, which like lines? A- um. Well, first of all. I, I did just like how casually he dropped in big dog. The like, the big dog was hilarious. What did he say again? Because uh, he was like, "Cause John, cause I got a big dog." John John Cena pointed out that um, his fly was down. Which, and- by the way, we do have to take a moment, Greg. You're gonna have to own up to the fact that it's hilarious that his fly was down. Oh yeah, it always is. As like, especially when you get called out like that. Like you can't like be- you're you're coming out to be cool. In front of twenty thousand people, and your fly is down. Listen, yeah, when when you when you're in the middle of a roast battle, you have to be, like everything has to be on point. Like, your sneakers need to be clean. You need to have the fresh cut. The outfit needs to be on point, and like the fly being down is just it was just egregious. That is egregious. All right, but yeah. So then, what was the exact line again, though? So when when Cena pointed out that his fly was down, he uh, he goes, "It's busted, actually, big dog," and. I I can't lie, I popped for that. Like that was hilarious. That I, I popped for it too. I laughed. Um, 
Yeah, I thought that was pretty yeah. freaking hilarious. Uh, I also like just how casually he was. What's the word he calls him again? A part-time little bitch? Or <laughs> yep, part-time. The, how, a, a fake ass part-time and little bitch is that? I believe the direct quote. Yeah, when he just how casual though, because you are a fake ass part-time bitch. Like how fast he said. It, it, I don't know. <laughs> there was just a tone to it that I thought was funny. I, I do think it's heelish though. Like I do think he's playing into. I don't think he is really playing into babyface Roman at all. Well, he can't um, though, because then like, well, he can't because then that will push Cena into heel territory, and like that's well, that can't well a, 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 he's not going to get a pop no matter what he does, right? Um, and you know, I think this is a great opportunity for both of them. I just wonder though, why has Roman not said to Cena? Weren't we just standing in this ring two years ago and you talked about how resentful you were at The Rock for him being a part-timer? Yeah, it was It was not that long ago at all. Like, that was just a few years ago. Like, I would, that's the line I would drop. Like, wow, what a difference a couple of, year make, couple of years make. Because now here you are. You're the part-timer who shows up and takes someone else's spot. I'm the one who's here carrying the company every single day. You know, and I'm surprised he's not brought that up yet because the obvious parallel between Roman and Cena and Cena and Rock to me is just like staring you right in the face. Yeah, it definitely comes <laughs> comes full circle. Um I think he addressed it a little bit in a talking smack segment when he was feuding with maybe the Miz. Um but again, this this definitely needs to be something that is addressed on camera. Um, on Monday Night Raw and brought into this feud, especially with uh, the connection between Roman and Rock and just bringing that piece of it full circle. Um, I don't want to go segment by segment anymore, but was there anything else from Raw this week that you feel compelled to mention? For example, the women. Well, I... I like that Nia Jax has been inserted into the championship match, and that it will be a. Fa- I don't like that it will be a fatal four way, but I mean, it, if any, if it means Nia Jax is able to get a, a shot at the championship, then I'll take it. Um, but really, that's it. Just, I just like it as a means to an end to to get Nia Jax the championship opportunity that she actually sort of deserved when she. Um, attacked Alexa Bliss after after Monday Night Raw last week, and I gotta say too this this championship rematch clause thing like it's sort of annoying, right? Because Alexa lost the championship to Sasha Banks. She used her rematch clause to win the championship from Sasha Banks. So now Sasha Banks has a rematch clause, and if Sasha Banks won it back, then would they just be like rematch clausing to the end of time with the championship? Very good question. It's an eternal question. It's like the song that never ends from um, Lamb Chops. Like, I don't want to see, like, it's cool at first for a couple, but um, I don't want to see that continue. So I think it needs Naya in the picture to shake things up. And Emma's there too, but Emma, like, there's something that's not quite there yet for me with Emma. Not there yet. I don't even know what the hell her character is. I wish they would go back to funny, weird dancing, Emma, because I don't understand what this is. Yeah. Like, I really don't. I really don't understand what it's supposed to be. It just 
it's not a diss to her. It's just a criticism of all of it. I don't I don't fully understand what that is. Um but um uh, as far as the women go, the moment that stood out to me the most was during that backstage interview. Did you see how much Sasha Banks w- clearly surprised Alexa when she like got in her face and literally touched faces? Yeah. And yeah, <laughs> it made for great instant, TV. Did you instantly think what I thought though, which was like that was not supposed to happen? That is definitely that. That's that ish between them. Of course, every time, every time they have moments like that, that's the first thing my mind goes to is like, damn, they hate each other that much. That's all you can think. Um, that there is no doubt in my mind, and I won't say whether I have information to support this. But there is no doubt in my mind that that was not anticipated. And when you saw – did you see Alexa like shove her off afterwards? No, I didn't notice. Like she pushed her face and then Alexa like just pushed her – like just pushed her away. Like it was I, – I will tell you this. They are still failing to truly cash in on how intense that heat is. And I'm okay with them having a fatal four-way right now. Like it doesn't need to go back to directly, you know, their them going one on one over and over, but at some point, you, the, there should be a true old school Edge versus Matt Hardy. I'm talking about a blood feud blow off between the two of them. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where you recount everything that's happened. Like in a lot of ways, this is going to sound crazy. In a lot of ways. There's more potential in Sasha and Alexa than there is in Sasha and Charlotte. And and Sasha and Charlotte work together beautifully. And we haven't seen yet what Sasha and Alexa can maybe do work-wise. But we know, you know, Sasha and Charlotte are amazing wrestlers. And I think there's some heat there. Yeah, I think it's like professional jealousy and, like, it's based in... um, Just competition. Like, respectful competition. You don't get a lot of sense of respect in this. No. There, there's there's legitimate heat, and I I will be disappointed. Like they have the perfect makings. Uh, book it right now, kids. Damn it! Is Hell in a Cell a women's pay per view, or I mean a Raw pay per view, or SmackDown? Hell in a Cell is SmackDown, I believe, this year. And TLC is Raw. Yes, you're positive. You, uh, but by the way, because I'm the one. Who has the paper? Yeah, aren't you working this? My... Yeah, let me check my. Uh... Let me see if I what the pay per view calendar says. Hold on, name drop, pay per view calendar. Let's see. It's not name drop. I mean, it's your job. You just at this point, <laughs> you're just doing your job. You know what? You know what? You're right. I shouldn't feel bad. Let's no. see. September, October, November. All right. Because because I really wish. Okay, here we go. The blue one is, in case you don't know, the blue one would be SmackDown. Okay. Hell in Hell in a Cell, October eighth, SmackDown, TLC, Red, twenty second of October. So, not as good as Hell in a Cell. I really do wish, honestly, that's a bummer. I wish Raw had Hell in a Cell because don't even that would be such a perfect thing for Alexa and Sasha. I, I do. They need. I mean, maybe they can make it work with the TLC too, like with that level of aggression that they can add to it. But 
the cell just has this mystique and this aura and that the cell is made for the blood fuse. Let's get, you know, let's not even act like it isn't. That's the thing. Like, like that's the thing. Cause TLC, it doesn't have the same options. Like it's not extreme rules, right? Extreme rules, even though it wasn't that extreme this time, uh, last time extreme rules, you can have like a street fight. That's not TLC. TLC is TLC. Yeah. So what is it? They're not really – a ladder match isn't for a blood feud, though it would be interesting with them. Tables, I don't know if tables works out well for them. Chairs? Chairs, yeah. I mean, that will work. Or a TLC match, an actual just TLC match with all of them? But, I don't know. I, I just hope it doesn't get wasted. Uh, how are you doing on the May Young Classic, SGG? Have you caught up? I still have not had an opportunity wow. to, to tune in. This is – this is, I know it's absurd. I I I will though. I really want to. I really want to. I've been looking forward to this since it was announced. So, um, it's definitely not going to be fam. the case. Where well, listen, I got got bills today. I'm in New York now for a trial. Trying to work, trying to do my actual day job, but it's, I um, promise you that the time will be made for the May Young Classic. I, I am enjoying it so far. Um, I heard there's been a lot I of great matches too. I like. I want to see. All, all, the, yo, the matches have been dumb entertaining. Um, what was the one that I liked the most? Hold on, let me see. Me on classic results. I'm gonna tell you the one that I liked the most. But it it's been just generally. I gotta tell you, there's an old school feel to it in terms of like, I like just putting on at night when I'm going to bed and just like just sitting there and watching it. it's good like it just there's a vibe there's a vibe that's what there i hope that's what i hope because they part of the reason why i wanted to see it so badly is because like i said they've been doing um these different tournaments really really well and um i want to see like these new these new stars get an opportunity you know and i want to be introduced to some new stars too i'm gonna be honest i don't know everything about everybody who's competing but um that's what this is about, giving them the platform. Where is this match that I really liked? Um, while you're okay. looking for that, I can tell you what I don't want to see out of the Mae Young uh, Classic. Please. It, it's, um, it's sort of been alluded to. I know there was, a, there was a video that was posted a while back of um, Charlotte's Four Horsewomen. Um getting into like a, a verbal jousting match, so to speak, with Ronda Rousey and her four women ringside four horsewomen ringside. And then a video was posted of them, you know, Sasha not Sasha, Charlotte, Becky and uh Bailey encountering Ronda Rousey and um her four horsewomen backstage. And I really You're I good on that? I, yeah, I, I really hope this is not a vehicle to Bring Ronda Rousey in and uh, have her, you know, embarrass well, well, the company. I, I think that I think the more serious play is her girl. Who is it? Baszler? Is that her girl? Yeah, Shayna. I think it's Shayna Baszler. That's the ultimate play is that, like, she's actually serious about this. But, like, that is going to happen at some point, Greg. So get used to it. She's going to come in and someone – is going to job to her. Yeah, which I, I don't need to see. Like, I don't need to... I, I understand, like, from a sports entertainment aspect, really, like, the entertainment aspect, I get it. Like, this is a business. At the end of the day, this is theater, and you want to bring in 
um, people that are going to generate money, which is, you know, the same the same way I kind of was good on Mayweather doing anything with WWE, and I'm all the way good on Connor. I'm good on Ronda Rousey. Like I don't need these, you know, people coming in to get a check. Snooky, you know, like there's a way to do well, it. And then that was a-, a moment. That was a great moment. The Stucky moment was a moment for the ages. That was an impressive backflip, but um, other than that, That's I don't right. know. And and poor Dolph Ziggler, yo, he had to he had to do he had to do that too. But um, was it Dolph and Snooky? Dolph, it was it was John Morrison, Trish Stratus, and Snooky, if I'm not mistaken. And um, Dolph and I can't remember who was in the match, but I, I remember Snooky slapping Dolph in the lead up to the match. And I'm just and like looking back, it's just like they never took him seriously. He tried, and they never, they never did. Well, I don't think you're giving Snooky the credit she deserves as for being a professional. <laughs> I'm good on all of those celebrity appearances, though. Like the one that I did kind of sort of pop for was Shaq at WrestleMania um, in Dallas. What was that 32? Oh, when, he, when he popped up, yeah, 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 like. Little things well, like those, but now you just you just reminded me of a couple things I want to mention before we get out. Number one, everyone listening right now, I posted two episodes of the Mike uh, Mike Tyson podcast. Bite the mic. It would I would really appreciate if you have an interest in Mike Tyson at all. Would appreciate you subscribing. Um, I think you'll love it, even if you don't love it and you just want to subscribe subscribe to support your boy. I'm cool with that. I would prefer you listen because I think you'll think it's dope and rate and comment and all that. But A, there's an episode with Jim Ross where he talks about the Tyson run in WWE. That's awesome. And then um, I have an episode I just recorded with Mike. I think it's going up tomorrow. That's my guess. Where we talked about his run in WWE. And it was pretty fun. I played him the video of the the night on Raw when he showed up. You know, Tyson versus Austin, Tyson versus Austin. Tyson and Austin, we, we watched, like, that whole five-minute clip together and just sort of reacted. Um, did he ever see it? Like, did he ever go and watch it back? Oh, I think so. It wasn't it, – you could tell it wasn't the first time he'd seen it. Okay. But um, it was just cool. I'm just a geek for that stuff, so I enjoyed it. And I would love the support of that podcast. So search for Bite the Mic on iTunes. Also – I was told there are actually still a surprising amount left of the Puma SummerSlam kicks we did. And, Greg, you got a pair, right? I did. And people are going to call me crazy. They called me crazy um, for wearing the Ric Flair's, but I I had to wear it. I just had to feel it on my feet. Yo, they're mad comfortable. These ones are awesome, bro. I got to tell you guys, the price point is good on these joints. It has the ice cream box, and these Pumas are actually lit. Like, they're not the regular Clydes. They're like these slip-on, dope, comfortable shoes. Yo, they are so um, comfortable. It's like walking on a cloud almost. Yo, I'm not I'm not making more money. Wow, walk, hashtag walking on a cloud, shirt coming soon. I'm not going to make more money off of them being sold, but I will tell you I was surprised when I found out there were some left. So go to footlocker.com and check those out. SGG. Um, it's been a real pleasure getting to wow. catch up. Wow, are you really going to do this right now? The, what did I forget? The Black Power Rankings. Oh, my God, wow. ladies and gentlemen. Well, you know what? I, I especially can't forget about something that Greg actually gets excited to do work for and do. So, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> let's not waste any time. Let's get right into it. The Black Power Rankings. Uh, I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black.
blacker than black and I'm black, y'all. And I'm black, y'all. And I'm black, y'all. And I'm blacker than black and I'm black, y'all. I'm blickety black, blacker than black, black. I'm blacker than black, yo. Because I'm black and I'm black. Yo, I'm black and I'm black, y'all. And I'm black and you're black and I'm black, y'all. And I'm black, y'all. And I'm black, y'all. And I'm black and you're black and I'm black, y'all. And I'm blickety black, black. All right, SGG. Hit him with it. So it's going to be another truncated version this week. Um, top. So you're excited to do it, but not that excited. Go ahead. Well, I mean, they didn't give me much to work with. I only have what to what they give me to work with. But um, in at number three, I'm going to go ahead and say Jason Jordan. Um, we talked about this earlier. He had a great match with John Cena. And week after week, he shows more and more of his potential. Um, it was a losing effort, but it was still a great effort. And I enjoyed the match. So Jason Jordan's coming in at number three. Okay. In at number two, Cedric Alexander. Um, wow. Yes. I enjoyed his work this week on Raw um, and on 205 Live. On Raw, he was a part of a six-man tag team match, teaming up with uh, Enzo Amore and Gran Metalik, and uh, that team won. And then on 205 Live, he was involved in the – Number one contender, Fatal Five Way. Um, he eliminated most of the competition, only to end up losing to Enzo, who's going to go on to face Neville. But still looked impressive, and I think he still had a really, really big week. And quick side note to that: it does show by what the, what they've been doing so far. Wouldn't you agree that so far, so far, it's very early. Enzo in two hundred five live has been a success. Yes, it has been. It, it's turned out. A lot better than um, than I was expecting. I thought it was going to be the kiss of death. I really was. I didn't want it to happen to him, but um, no, it bo- it boosts the show a bit. It really does. Yeah, it absolutely did. So uh, all right, was number wrong. one, number one on the Black Power rankings. Number one on the the Black Power rankings. Never before, and never again. But I, I have to do it this week. Is me. It's Greg History Week. So, of course, I'm wow. going to put myself over. If Vince can give himself the WWE Championship and wow. the ECW Championship, I can take number one on the Black Power Rankings during Greg History Week. So, I'm going to do it. Number one is me. <coughs> wow. This – you are – I already told you you have a lot of heat, and now you're number one in the Black Power Rankings? That's right. Now, is when's your birthday? 9-11. And so that's why we're officially into Greg History Week? Yeah, we are officially into Greg History Week because the birthday is coming up. And let's be honest, um, the actual day of 9-11 is, is a day of remembrance. It's more for the country and the lives lost and the city of New York and, and us coming together as Americans. And I absolutely respect that. Well, you really you, – you actually – you think 9-11 – it is a bigger deal nationally for other reasons than your birthday. I, I do, as 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 much as I don't want to admit that. Wow, scorching hot take here from SGG. Yes, nine eleven is is it's, it's yeah your birth your birthday is the second thing people think right. Of. Well, it's the number one happy thing people think of. This is true, and it, it, honestly, that's where Greg History Week came about because it took me a little while to think to like. To have that perspective on it, just because like you turn on the TV, you watch the news, everybody's having one conversation, and it's like can't really you don't really feel right trying to you know the it's my birthday memes and and all of that doesn't feel right on a day like that. 
I'm really not a big fan of people putting out their own birthday thing anyway. Like, it's one thing if it's like a picture that makes sense, but when they just put up a picture of themselves alone and it's like, it's my birthday, I'm like, yeah. Okay. At least come up with a creative way to ask for birthday, like wishes. You got to at least like come up with something good. Like I, I came, I came with a picture of my wife and Kendrick Lamar. You, you got to come correct. <laughs> like people just put up a picture of themselves staring at the camera, smiling. Like it's my birthday. I'm like, oh my. Yeah, gosh, no, but like I, I, like even people like putting up posts like that for me on 9/11 for a long time. Like felt it felt weird. But Greg History Week gave me an excuse to. To still enjoy that and not necessarily feel weird about it. Well, I, I'm going to give you a black um, um, a black power rankings honorable mention as well. A black wrestling podcast that I stumbled upon. Yes, it's called uh, Black Announce Table. Okay, small. I don't know how small it is. Small. I don't know if anyone's <laughs> listening to this joint yet. Um. Let me make sure I got the name right. It's not Black Announcers. It is Black Announce Table, but I believe it is. It is It is new. It is three young – yeah, bl- the Black Announce Table. Three young black kids from New York. I'm guessing ki- – I'm using kids liberally. I'm guessing early 20s, one of which is a very hot chick, which I really enjoy, particularly when hearing someone talk about wrestling. <laughs> um, and and more importantly than that, though, it's just the casual New York nature with which they talk about wrestling. Like, I like getting to talk about wrestling and, and hear someone say the word facts literally 58 times during a podcast. <laughs> like, if you play a drinking game of how many times does someone say facts, you will be drunk by the end of this podcast. But that's my black um, uh, power rankings honorable mention, the black announce table. Um, I want to try to show love every now and then to other people out there podcasting. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check that things. out. Yeah, and I thought they had a cool. I thought they had a cool, nice vibe, and it's always nice to hear other people, you know, people's views on on. And they're just fan. They're big fans. Like just hearing fans' opinions. And Greg, um, the girl on the show, um, I think her name on Twitter is Eris. I forget what she goes on uh, on the podcast. She is also a huge obsessive Roman Reigns fan. <laughs> now. Now, of course, she acknowledges it's because she originally just found him hot. Or do you want to acknowledge the same thing? He has a luxurious head of hair. I'm not going to deny that. I mean, confirmed. I yeah. appreciate your honesty on this subject. Hey, SGG, I got to go to sleep. Um, it is a rainy, cold night here in New York City, and I need my beauty sleep. But I will. Um, speaking of the Black Power rankings, I'm going to see Venus Williams versus Sloan Stevens tomorrow. Oh, that's going to be a good one. That's, you know what I'm saying? That's black power right there. SGG, can you do me a favor, though, this week and stay mage? Oh, of course.